Chaf Adar, Tafshin Pei, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. can we say Rifa'enu Hashem we trust in the one above and we plead Rifa'enu Hashem that's an advantage that those who have faith have that they can pray and believe that ultimately it's all in the hands of the one above and um, that song just 
always enthralls me, and especially during these times that we are living through, it um, gives me extra hope and extra oomph and a little bit of a Hitler Havut of excitement to be able to play it and share it with so many others. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to this week's edition of The Israel Show. It is uh, edition one as under the corona crisis. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, which is 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and usually it's 4 p.m. Israel Time, but now there is a, only a six-hour difference, so it's 3 p.m. Israel Time. And around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that is the time we are on. We're also available on demand. Tell your friends, tell everybody. A lot of people uh, at home, they can uh, later on today go to the uh, archives and uh, listen to the show and hopefully uh, take some inspiration from it and some information and um, hopefully we'll all get out of this at some point in time with God's help Hashem. we're going to update you on what is going on in Israel for those who are outside of Israel this may be new information those inside Israel may be a little more detailed than what you uh, what you know we will play very appropriate music. I, I think, I hope, I've picked things that um, are sort of tefillot to God and inspiring, and some of them are specifically about God's uh, rescue in times of, uh, of illness and so forth. Um, I hope you'll enjoy it. We'll tell you about um, Rav Meidan, very powerful speech that he gave just before closing the doors in one of the one of the major yeshivot of religious Zionism in the Gush, Haritzion. Uh and we'll cover Prime Minister Netanyahu's unbelievable leadership in Israel <clears throat> over the past weeks week especially and as we speak the Knesset is getting ready now to uh have the swearing-in ceremony of the 23rd Knesset, and we will follow, not as much of the swearing-in ceremony, but we will follow the political situation in Israel because this might be one of the most um, explosive, if you will, issues that um, that is happening alongside, of course, the coronavirus the possibility of a change in government amid crisis and how it's being done and all that. So, we'll share that with you as well. In the meantime, we'll go back to music. We'll come back and uh, begin our our lineup of the day. This is Idan Reichel. 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 Gosh. Idan Reichel. Reichel. Idan Reichel. Right. Idan Reichel. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is Idan Reichel with his hit song Shevet Achim Vachayot, something that was done in Israel, which uh, they tried to copy things that were done in Italy. I don't know how well it worked. The idea was that people that are in uh, quarantine, and uh, 
obviously can't go anywhere, should be able to have an entertainment segment. Uh, and they lined up a bunch of Israeli um, artists, singers, composers to perform out of uh, a club called Zappa in Herzliya. And obviously no audience. They're very strange for the performers. They're performing solo. They're performing totally alone. But it is being carried for free live on on uh, several uh, apps and websites, and the hope was that people would come out onto their mirpesot, onto their balconies of their homes, and join and sing together. I don't know how well that part worked. I think it was a, a great idea, and they had numerous artists, uh, Idan Amedi and Idan. Reichel and uh, why am I blanking on his name and uh, this is one of the songs that he sang and it's a very popular song that people in Israel do sing today Shevet Achim Va'achayot Shevet in this case meaning with a, with a tet meaning a tribe of brothers and sisters but I think we can also rename it Shevet with a taf meaning brothers and sisters sitting, sitting together um, sitting in solitary, sitting at home, sitting in quarantine. Shevet Achim Vachayot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> I'm 
Eden Reichel in a uh, song of unity joined by uh, musical <coughs> music artists from um, all walks of Israeli life singing uh, the hit that was the hit of this past spring and summer, Shevet Achim Ve'achayot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, we are all in a situation united in a situation that requires us to keep repeating the mantra Gam Zu Litova this too ultimately has to be for good because we know that God wants only good for humanity and for us as part of humanity and um, therefore as we trust in God we believe ultimately that even though we can't see it now, ultimately, Gamzulatova, this too, is ultimately for the good. And it's easy to say the words, Gamzulatova. It's very easy to just mouth them. But it's very hard to internalize the message as we suffer through situations of um, financial, in, in some cases, ruin, in some cases difficulty, but obviously we suffer through illness. Some people suffer through illness. But even if it's just small numbers of people that are ill, there are insanely huge numbers of people that are also suffering in different ways. And so we repeat to ourselves, Gamzu Litova. The expression appears in the Gemara in Masechetanit Avchafalafamadalaf. Why was Nahum Ish Gamzu called Nahum Ish Gamzu? Now, you have to understand there is a place called Gamzu. Gimel Mem Zayin Vav. Not as two words, as one word. Gamzu. And the simple meaning of why his name is Nahum Ish Gamzu, Nahum, the man from Gamzu, is that he is from the city called Gamzu. But the Gemara Darshan's as follows. Va'amai Karulei. Why was he called Nachum Ishgamzu? The Cholmilta Dahave Salkelei. Everything that happened to him, one way or the other, Omar, he would say, Gamzu Litova. The Gemara knows, obviously, that he's named Gamzu for the place that he was from. But the Gemara wants to darshan and teach us this important lesson that Nachum 
Ish Gamzu, Atana, one of the Rebbe's of Rabbi Akiva, was able to conduct his life in that way. He was able to conduct his life really and truly feeling, and the Gemara tells some horrific stories of what he went through in life. And yet he was able always to say Gamzu Latova, and thousands of years later, I don't know, maybe 16, 1700 years later or so, give or take 100 years, 200 years, we were able to take inspiration from him and um, and repeat his phrase, Gamzulatova. Something that I wanted to share with you, but then there was something else that I saw. <laughs> the general manager, the director general, if you will, of one of the largest hospitals in Ichilov, in, in Israel, the Ichilov Hospital in Tel Aviv, his name is Dr. Roni Gamzu. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Gavriel Tombak with uh, Mode Ani. That's a very inspiring song. I use it on my uh, morning alarm sometimes. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Shaw and the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning us in and making us a part of your week. If you know of uh, friends that are ha- have some extra time on their hands that they don't usually have during the week for sad reasons, you may want to turn them on to this show. Uh, you can go to NachumSiegel.com, go to the archives of the Nachum Siegel Network, just click on archive and uh, go to the Israel show. Listen to uh, seven and a half years of material. And while uh, once you're there, I mean, there's tons and tons of great programming archived on the Nachum Siegel Network, both on the website, as I mentioned, NachumSiegel.com, and on the free app available for uh, Apple and for Android phones. Look for NSN or Nachum Siegel. And there, too, you click on the archives, and uh, you can go and find this show, today's show, last week's show. Always have a mix of information from Israel, history, current events, nostalgic music, new music, debuting music, and so forth and so on. So, Israel has really been in the forefront, I mean literally in the forefront of the global um, attack and defense against the coronavirus. It's um, it's amazing and yet not so amazing. But I've watched, over, really watched very carefully over the past few days, week maybe, no, less than a week, the way... Prime Minister Netanyahu has been captain of this ship with such a steady hand and he has instilled in Israelis the feeling at least of trust that they are in good hands that there's somebody at the helm who knows how to lead and has guts and it takes a lot of guts to basically shut down a country. And they did it in steps, but they've been checking this and discussing this and looking at it carefully day after day after day after day. All their teams are working. And Israel has really been ahead of the rest of the world. No deaths. Thank God. May it just continue in the state of Israel so far from Corona. According to the um, latest numbers, there are 344 who have the virus in Israel, four who have already been cured and are now healthy, and... um, over 50,000 people in quarantine. Self-imposed quarantine. One of the things that um, happened on Motzei Shabbat in Israel was an escalation of the need to 
to isolate people, to insulate, insulate people to the extent that they should not be lots of people near each other. And uh, then at that point they decided to close all restaurants, any place that doesn't need to be open, a restaurant, a theater, a cinema, uh, bars, cafes, a- any, what they call mekomot bilui, places of entertainment, closed. You know that's going to hurt your economy. You know that it might take years to bounce back, but you're saving lives. Damav enam ozrimlo, yamav enam chozrimlo. And one of the um, those hit were the yeshivot. All the um, yeshivot has there were officially closed down. I think for the first time in its history, Yeshivat Merkaz Harav, not I think, I know, for the first time in its history, Yeshivat Merkaz Harav, the Yeshiva founded by Harav Cook, or Harav Yitzhak HaKohen Cook was, uh, was closed. That doesn't mean that they're not learning. They're learning. Just not learning together in a bet Midrash where one can easily contaminate another. There's a beautiful video. I will try and find it again, and I, I'm sure I'll be able to find it and post the link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. There is a beautiful video of a wedding that took place yesterday. A Talmud, a student of the Merkaz Rav Yeshiva. And he couldn't have a normal kind of wedding. And in this video, you see the Chatan and Kala come walking out from the main entrance to the yeshiva and uh, the yeshiva is built the yeshiva and then the dorms and the dorms have um, have uh, um, terraces, porches and on every porch there are two students and there's a band in a corner of three people and they're guys that are separated from each other, dancing and singing, and the band is playing, and from every porch you have students, fellow students, friends, clapping and singing to the Chatan and Kala. You just make the best of the situation, and what a beautiful, beautiful, inspiring scene that was. The way they in- innovated. It's interesting that in Israel, the Rabbanut, has said, don't postpone the wedding. Postpone the event. Postpone the celebration, but don't postpone the wedding. That's very interesting. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know how it's been in other places. I know that in Israel they were very specific about that. Um, Rav Meidan, one of the Rashi Yeshiva of a leading Hezder Yeshiva, one of the earliest Hezder Yeshiva, one of the earliest, the Gush, known, known as the Gush, it's called Yeshivat Haratzion, which was for many years under the leadership of Ravaran Lichtenstein and, and uh, Rav Yehuda Mital's Zechronam Tzadikim Livracha, or Zecher Tzadikim Livracha. or whichever way is correct. <laughs> Rav Meidan gave a seven-minute preda from the Bet HaMidrash, saying goodbye, so to speak, or so long. 
to the Beit HaMidrash. I'll post the link. It's beautiful. It's in Hebrew, though. Hopefully somebody will translate or put on um, subtitles. One of the things that hit me when he said it, he said that he is in the yeshiva since the age of 18, one of the first students in the Hezder Yeshiva in the Gush. And I'm now in my 70s. And this is the second time, only the second time, that we are closing the doors of the yeshiva. And when was the first time? During the Yom Kippur War, where basically everybody from the yeshiva was serving in the army. And it's well known that the yeshiva in the Gush was hit particularly, particularly bad. Many of their students were killed in the Yom Kippur War. And um, that was poignant to put those those two events together, obviously so different, and yet both of them. One is a disaster started by one man against the other, one enemy, and the other a disaster that is brought upon us from above. Equally closing the Bet HaMidrash. This is, um, we'll go to some music. This is Yishai Rebo. Mashgiach min hachalonot. God is watching us. This is a paraphrasing from Shira Shiri. Mashgiach min hachalonot. Magshim et kol hachalamot. Vegam kshuhu mastir panim odome tzitz min hacharachim. Paraphrase of Shira Shiri. God is watching us through the windows. He's fulfilling our dreams, but even when he is mastir panim, even when he covers his face, hides his face from us, and we don't see his hand, so to speak, he is still peeking and looking at us through the cracks. We know that ultimately... I'm Yisrael Chai, and Yisrael My name is Mayor Weingarten. This is uh, the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Stay tuned all day, all week to the Nachum Siegel Network. Great programming. And great programming in the archives that you can find as well. Go to NachumSiegel.com, click on the archives. And you can uh, search through there or on the Nachum Siegel Network app for sure. We will post on our Facebook page, the Israel Show's Facebook page, we will post links to the songs that we played this week. And you go, you can scroll down and see links to the songs that we play every week. If you want to put for yourself together, if you want to put together for yourself a... Um, a little mixed list, music mix of Israeli music. You have a lot of nostalgic and a lot of brand new, great Israeli music available in those links. So uh, you can go there. And on our Facebook page, we will post today some links of things that we've discussed as we do usually every week. It's facebook.com slash the Israel show, facebook.com slash the Israel show. People don't realize that Ishai Rebo, in addition to being an, an amazing um, vocalist, guitarist, composer, his lyrics are just heavenly. 
heavenly. I mean, it really helps if you understand Hebrew because you can translate poetry. But I'll read it in Hebrew and I'll just give you a gist of what he's saying. We we did the chorus before the song. The last two verses are Vahu Yifen Barachamav Livanav Uviladav Mi Yelanu Av Odyashuv Vigalenu Shenit Vilitsarotenu Yasim Ketz Acharit. These are all little um phrases taken from different places in Tanakh and in Tefillah. God will turn to us, his children in mercy, and without him we have no father. He will he will redeem us yet again, Yigalinu Shenit, Ulitsarotenu Yasim Ketzacharit and all our hardships, God will put a final end. Ayemakom Kivodo Ven Ketzli of Yovahodo Ayemakom Kvodola Haaritso Imnivakesh Vadainuchal Limotso. This is uh, taken from the uh, Kedusha of Musaf on Shabbat, B'nai Dota Mizrach. Ayemakom Kivodo, where is God's, so, so to speak, where, where is his place of uh, honor? There is no end, there is no end to his beauty and his regalness. Where is his place of honor so that we may worship him? If we really try, then we will surely be able to find God. And so many will hopefully, including myself, find themselves closer to God during these times of trouble. That's the nature of man. As we speak, the uh, Israeli television is showing the uh, Knesset. That's where the swearing-in ceremony of the new Knesset, 23rd Knesset, is going to take place. Yesterday, Benny Gantz, the leader of the Blue and White Party, was given the mandate to put together a government given that mandate by President Rivlin, that's the way the Israeli system works. Each President Rivlin meets with the heads of each party, and each party says, I recommend, our party recommends this one, Netanyahu or Gantz, and whoever has the majority, automatically the president gives them the mandate. Well, there were 61 new Knesset members who said, we give our confidence, we have our confidence in Benny Gantz, and we would like you to ask him to put together the next government. Of the 61, 15, that's 25%, are of the joint Arab party. Which means that 25% of this coalition that Benny Gantz is going to try to put together is going to be controlled by four Arab factions in the United Joint, the Joint Arab Party. One faction of which includes those who support terrorism, 
those who are against a Jewish state, literally against a Jewish state. And the interesting process to watch is how Benny Gantz and the Blue and White Party, the slow drip, drip process that brings us now to a point where Arab parties, which include Balad, which shouldn't have been in the elections in the first place, a party that wants to destroy the country in whose cabinet, in his, whose parliament they sit. Blue and white, slow drip, drip process of welcoming the Arab parties into the body, body politic of Israel. Before the elections, they were asked, I don't know how many times, endless, by every interviewer, the math is clear. The only way you can put together a majority is with the support of the Arab parties. Will you do that? No, said Benny Gantz. No, said Bogialon. What are you, crazy? Are you kidding? The people of Balad, they want to arrest me for war crimes. How could we possibly have their hand supporting us? No way. It won't happen. Not even, not even from the outside, not from the inside, not from above, not from below, not anyway. Can't tell you. And, and, and it saddens me. I think I mentioned this last week. It saddens me that none of the media put together one of these medleys, if you will, of clips in which they would show time after time how many instances there were of each one of the heads of the party saying we'd never sit with them. We'd never base ourselves on their support. We would never allow a government that would be supported by them. And then... And then, two days after the elections, when the results were clear, and it was clear that Netanyahu doesn't have enough, he only has 58, and the Blue and White Party doesn't even have 58, but they're going after the 15 votes of the Arab parties, and now they just turned 180 degrees so fast didn't even take a day. Suddenly they're asked, are you going to go? Yes, we will, but, 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 wait, wait, wait. Here's the drip, drip part. Yes, but we won't include Balad. Again, the Joint Arab Party, Joint Arab List, is made up of four factions. Each one of them was their own party, and they used to run separately, or two and two, or whatever, and uh, they never got anywhere because they were splintered. When, interestingly, ironically... Avigdor Lieberman, years ago, changed the law of election so that you would need a threshold of over 3%, which means it's either four seats or nothing. The Arabs realize that if they don't go together, they will all fall. There will be no Arab representation. And since then, for the last four or five elections, they have run together. And one of those four, it's not like the three of the four that we're not talking about are big friends of the Jewish people and would... No, no. They consider themselves Palestinian Arabs, but they are very happy 
to live in a democracy, to live in freedom, to live in an affluent society compared to all the neighbors around him, their brothers and sisters. And when, for a moment, it was thought that as part of a a peace treaty, so to speak, if you will, treaty between Israel and uh, the Palestinian Arabs, the border of the Palestinian Arab state would, would go around to include some of the major Arab towns, villages, and cities that are today in Israel proper, they went out and protested like crazy. No way we want to live in a Palestinian. Oh, but you're Palestinian. You say you're a Palestinian Arab. You have a national identity. You want your brothers and sisters to live in and have their own sovereignty. Ah, now the mask comes off. So these parties are now going to be the backbone 25% of the blue and white coalition that they're going to try and put together. Now, let's be clear. There are options. The first thing that's going to happen, probably, is that this coalition of 61 hands in the Knesset, a majority of 61, will be raised today in a vote to elect a new Knesset speaker, And so Yuli Edelstein, who has been Knesset Speaker for quite many years, quite a while, he will no longer be Knesset Speaker, and and the Likud, Prime Minister Netanyahu's party, will no longer control the agenda of the Knesset. They will put in probably Mayor Cohen um, of the Yeshatid faction of the Blue and White Party. Remember, Blue and White is a conglomeration of uh, three parties as well. And so they'll install Mayor Cohen as the Speaker of the Knesset, and that will allow them in the interim to, for example, one of the things that they say they want to do, although I'm not sure they will, is to say that a prime minister, that's, that's somebody who has uh, been indicted and has to appear in court, cannot have the post of prime minister, which would basically make it so that Netanyahu could not lead the Likud. And then their idea is they will peel off once... Netanyahu is not in power based on a new law that they're going to pass in the Knesset. It'll take some time, not that long. Um, They'll peel off people from the Likud or they'll make a deal with the new leader of the Likud because they don't care, they don't mind sitting in a unity government with Likud. They just refuse to sit with Netanyahu. Another option, and then they won't need the Arab parties anymore, although they've probably made certain promises to them already. Another option, the uh, Blue and White Party, Benny Gantz, is making phone calls to the heads of the right-wing parties, to the Aguda, to Shas, to the Baida Yehudi, and so forth, to come into his coalition. Hopefully, they will stay strong and say no. In fact, in a phone call that he had uh, with uh, Litzman, Minister Litzman, Minister of Health, um, in which he invited him to come to meet, Minister Litzman said, very sorry, not coming. Not interested. But those are the things that might might happen. One thing is for sure. Today will be a changing point in Israeli history. That the joint Arab party will play a central role in holding the coalition together. 
even if it's for a day, the the that ceiling, the, what they call the glass ceiling, but the ice has been broken. And now it will be so much easier the next time around because people will say, oh, okay, it was done already. It's not a big deal. You see, we all survived it. But it is something that should concern us. Not to say that there aren't tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Arab citizens in the state of Israel who are good citizens and are well-meaning, peace-loving people, and they should have a voice in the Knesset, and they should have a voice in power, like every minority in every country, just like the Jews in, in Eastern Europe before World War II for many years had representatives in the Polish uh, uh, CN, whatever it was called, and so forth. No one is against that. But when that party has, as an integral part, a faction that wants to destroy the country, that praises the worst terrorists out there, then that delegitimizes, in my opinion, the whole party. And for people like Bogi Alon and Gantz Ashkenazi, former chiefs of staff, to be able to join hands with people who have basically said that the Hamas are not terrorists and people like Samir Kuntar who murdered a Jewish child I can't even describe in which way he did it and praised them as heroes those people should not be the hands that Benny Gantz relies on for his Knesset majority I've spoken to people in Israel over the last week, read a lot of the media. As you know, the media, and watch a lot of the media, the media in Israel is not very pro-Netanyahu. And yet, I see in the media, but I also hear people that I speak to, people who I'm involved with uh, on a business basis, who are left-wing, left-leaning Israelis, meaning they didn't support Bibi. They don't want Bibi to be prime minister. They voted against Bibi in every election. Said to me and wrote publicly some, I want this person to lead us through this crisis. This is a leader. And I'm curious to see, curious to see how this will play out because they are not a lone voice other than those that really hate Bibi so much that they have Bibi derangement syndrome, most of the Israelis, I believe, feel, feel very, very comfortable with him at the helm and very uncomfortable with a 61-vote majority in the Knesset, which relies on 15 Arab Knesset members who are part of a coalition that would like to shut down the Jewish state. The scene from the Knesset is surreal. It seems that what they're going to do is, um, usually what happens is the Knesset fills 
and uh, then they are uh, each asked to affirm or to swear that they will uphold the laws, and each one is called by name in alphabetical order, alphabet order. They get up, they say, yes, I affirm, and sit down, and so forth. But you can't have a gathering of more than 10 people now in Israel, and so what they've done is they've brought in the, 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 the Knesset now, uh, it's an amazing scene for a swearing-in ceremony, is empty. The chamber is empty. There's one person, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who's sitting in uh, the balcony. And from what I understand, they're going to bring in two or three Knesset members at a time, swear them in, and then, and then go to the next one. What a world. The world we live in is never going to be the same. This, I think, we know by now. Okay, going to end off with Etty Ankari. She wrote the um, melody and sings words written by Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, one of the best-known poets of the Jewish Middle Ages. Keli Rifaini Ve'erafei, God, heal me so that I shall be healed. Do not be angry at me, and thus I will die. Samai umer kachai lecha bein tov, bein ra, uvein chazak, uvein rafe, atasher tivchar veloani. The medicines, samim mer kachai, whether they're good, bad, whether they're strong or weak in our eyes, you will pick them, not me. It is based on you, God, on your opinions, whether there will be the bad or the good. I don't rely on my healing myself, but on your healing me, this is what I am looking forward to. Amazing words, Rabbi Yehuda Levi, written in the Middle Ages, over about a thousand years ago, sung by Eti Ankari. We're going to end off with that. Um, Not before, I'm a little disoriented, you could probably realize that, not before we say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff for the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel, who is doing an amazing job, as always, in, in his leadership position, being the voice of reason, of sanity, of help, and of comfort to so many people who listen and tune in around the world. Yoni Pollock will not be broadcasting his show today, so there'll be an hour of uh, a Jewish music mix. Then, Jake Novak with Novak Now, he has a lot to talk about, and you should uh, surely tune in. And uh, following Jake, Monday Music Marathon will continue until next Monday, God willing. Following Jamie and the Aim, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.